This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Okay, I am so excited to have you here today. By the way, I've been following you on Instagram for a little over a year now, and I have to say you're one of my favorites, not only for all the styling and all that, but just like your life and everything you do and your personal style. So kudos to you. And thank you so much for coming on. Hey, that is like the nicest thing ever. And it also very nice of you to say and good to hear because I feel like I am not great at social media or like Instagram. I'm so I'm so I'm always like worried I'm not like showing enough on there or you know showing up on there and so that's really really nice of you to say thank you and I feel like like a mutual friend or something like why do I feel like I don't know do we I mean maybe I I know and that's like so Nashville though like we could I always say we could play the five questions game and figure out someone we know in common yeah I feel like friend somewhere along the line but I could totally yeah and I don't know how I found you on Instagram it was like one day you popped up and I clicked on you and I was like what is this and I was like she's local and I'm so intrigued um and I think and I think that's what makes your Instagram fun is like you're just kind of real you're like this is what I'm doing today you know this is what I'm cooking like you just you talk about (laughs) all the things it's not like just styling or just clients you know so it's it's fun it's like a good variety you yeah Okay, so let's start with your background. Where are you from? How did you get into styling? All of the good stuff. Yeah, so um, not a super like glamorous story, really. I'm I'm from a a small town in Western Kentucky, so definitely did not grow up even knowing what the word like styling meant. <laughs> you know, no no stylist to be seen around there. Um, but I went to school for basically like the business side of the fashion industry. Um, I think a lot of people with my degree, um, you know, think they're going to go into like buying or something, you know, like a, more of like a corporate role. Um, so I had a couple of internships and quickly realized that it's not what I'm built for. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no s- spreadsheets or anything like that. That's not my forte. Um, so, you know, like a lot of people after college, I felt like I didn't know like, I think of our, I feel like we're like the same age of our generation, like didn't really know what to do, didn't really know like uh, what jobs to take, what like experience, quote, quote, experience meant. So I worked like a lot of like odd jobs, like, um, you know, I interned for like an interior designer. I taught horseback riding lessons, um, you know, just went through one of those kinds of phases where you just work a couple jobs for a while. And um, then I, was introduced to personal styling. Um, this is like the most Kentucky thing to say ever, but through a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, 
my uh, cousin was dating a gal that owned her own business and was a personal stylist. So I actually started interning for her remotely. I met her right whenever she was kind of growing and needed an intern. I was like, this, this seems like a cool idea. Um, so I started interning for her. Um, ended up just sort of like working my way up and became like an assistant stylist and just kind of fell in love with it and wanted to learn all the different aspects of styling. You know, it's kind of, um, it sounds niche, but it's actually kind of like a broad, uh, category of the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you could be a wardrobe stylist that just works on like shoots. Um, you could be with an agency, you could do more of the personal stuff. Um, you know, you could just have a specific target market that you work for. So I kind of went through a bit of a phase where I was like <laughs> working for free a lot, you know, working a lot of like different jobs, uh, any photographers that would have me on a shoot, I would just be like, Hey, can I just come steam <laughs> or like dress models or whatever? Um, just tried to see all the different areas that I could and sort of see where my strengths were. And, um, yeah, over the years, just sort of slowly, uh, built my own kind of roster of clients, um, moved to Nashville. Gosh, it's probably like eight ish years ago, eight, not. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Eight ish years ago. Um, sorry, my dog, uh, and started my own LLC and, um, have just sort of been out here trying to grow and do better ever since, you know, just kind of every day. Building. Yeah. I love so, yeah. that. I also like, so I'm from California. Originally we moved here three years ago. One thing I've noticed is a lot of things start in New York or LA and then they kind of come this way. <laughs> so oh, yeah, we're all like, yeah, we're behind. Right. So was that a challenge for you all these years being in Kentucky and then now Nashville, where you feel like it's almost like you're pulling teeth where you're like, no, this is, this is like, this is good style or this is in style or this is trending. And people are like, what? No, I want to wear that. That's like not cool anymore. Or what, you know? Oh, like in terms of like, uh, like clothes and trends hitting yeah. us. Like oh, I don't think so. I, um, you know, I, because what I do is so personal, I, I feel like I just really kind of meet people where they're at, mm -hmm. um, is, um, you know, feeling like I have this like standard or this, like, um, you know, it's not like I have this vision for people of like what I, it's like, I always say, I'm never trying to like dress people like a little army of little Carsons, you know, I really try to like treat everyone so individually and really just get down to, you know, what is true to them that I don't feel like I'm trying to, um, I guess I never feel like I'm trying to get us, you know, I, I want styles to be like how they are in New York here now, because like, if that doesn't apply to someone, then right. it doesn't apply. Now I will say, I feel that with some of the, um, like businesses or services, like, um, for example, I, uh, was having a, a phone call with a personal stylist who's based in New York. Um, and we were just like connecting and chatting. And she said, in New York, there's this, like fantastic service. It's kind of like Uber for clothes where mm -hmm. she can like, uh, do her pool, like her store pools 
like virtually or over the phone or online or whatever. And then there's a car that goes around and picks it all up for her and like brings it to her studio for the fitting. I'm like, Oh my, that is like so genius and sounds so amazing. But I know Nashville would never get that early (laughs) next like 10 years, you know? Um, So there are some things like that, that I wish. Yeah. Well, you never know because we, I mean, I feel like Nashville is the new Hollywood, so you never know. It could be the next, the next yeah. stop for that. Yeah. She was so funny. She was like, she was like, do you guys not have anything like that? I go, me, I'm that. I'm yeah. the one running around. My car and I are running to the stores and doing all the re- returns. But, um, yeah, so yeah. Well, I feel like New York is also different because a lot of people don't have cars and people sure. walk in their subway and like, it's just a whole oh. different world than we're used to. Totally, totally. But even the states in general, like I feel like, you know, there's things you'll see like in Italy and Europe first, and then, you know, it may be five years later in New York and then five years later, Nashville. Um, yeah. Do you feel like most fashion starts in Italy? Um, I think it definitely during like the f- fashion, sorry, there's a text coming in my phone. Um, definitely during like the fashion weeks or fashion months. So, you know, um, Italy, Paris, um, yeah, I think, I think overseas first and then, and then you see it in New York and then it sort of like trickles down. Um, yeah. That's so interesting. I love that. Like Like where the designers show, um, you know, it's just where you'll, you'll see it first. Have you been to fashion week anywhere? No, I never have. Can you, it's like, it would be so cool. That's like one of my bucket list things. Totally. I mean, yeah. And like, you can like, um, like I've, I was again, but like my friend, that's a personal stylist in New York, you know, she's like, you know, you have enough contacts just like with different brands. Like you could just like send them an email and, um, but it's, I need to plan for, it. I need to just do it. Yeah. It, it would just like a total, um, like just selfish, like vacation type trip. Like it wouldn't be like, I think I would want to treat it like purely just for myself, just like inspirational, just like for fun. Like I wouldn't want to try to make it about like work or like, totally. Well, I think also you would have to like map it out and like which shows you actually want to go to. You probably can't go to all like there's too many and like which ones are like your primary ones. Yeah. Yeah. like, you know, how exhausting it can be too. Oh, yeah. I mean, guns blazing. So I think definitely, um, I would, ju- I would just love to go to a show in general. I, I, I honestly, um, don't even care so much. Like if it was during a fashion week per se, like I would love to just like sit at a show. Um, you know, it's like going to like an art gallery or something. Yeah. I'm with you. I would love that. Okay. So how do we find our style? I think, you know, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is like sex in the city. I feel like every mm-hmm. character like had like their style, like Charlotte, yes. was, you know, upper uh-huh. west, west side or, you know, whatever. And, but I will say Carrie Bradshaw's character, she was kind of all over the place. Some stuff worked and became super iconic and some stuff just was weird. And we're like, what are you wearing? You know, like a, like a newsboy hat with like a dress and like, you know, you're like, what do you wear? You know? So is there actually a thing where we're like finding our style, quote unquote, or is that not really a thing? 
So I kind of feel like, um, like, I don't know if you remember growing up with like the magazines where there was like the quizzes or like, and now there's yes. all the on that'll pop up. That's like, you know, identify your style, you know? Yeah. Like, are you a Carrie? Are you a Charlotte? Exactly. Or are you boho? Are you classic or whatever? Like tried to like sum it up in just a few words or like put you in this box, like a, like an Enneagram or something. But um, I feel like those really did a lot of us a disservice. I, um, and this may sound counterintuitive because I do talk about personal style a lot and I think it's a very real thing, but I, I don't believe that it's like this pretty thing you can tie up with a bow and, and put into a box. And I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, just like you can't really, you know, if I were to ask you, uh, what's your personality? Like, you know, you could probably tell me a few, you know, some characteristics you have, but I would venture to say it's not just one thing, you know, um, you know, you might say, Oh, with my friends, I'm like the silly fun one. Um, but then with my kids, I'm really nurturing and, you know, but I'm kind of hard on myself too. And I'm mostly happy, but then, you know, sometimes there's hard days. Like, I think that's more accurate like a more accurate comparison of what our style is because it's it's just a reflection of us in our lives at the end of the day so I think to try to put it in a box um one is just silly and and two just like isn't productive mm -hmm. um I'd rather treat I feel like what my role is so often is not like identifying your exact style you know in a little box like in a few words I think it's more just making you feel like you are equipped for whatever you feel like dressing that day. Yeah. Um, you kind of have your arsenal ready to go and you have the tools in your tool belt um, to dress in whatever way you feel that day. Cause I mean, my gosh, like I know for me personally, what I might want to wear to like uh, whatever summertime music festival in Nashville is probably going to be a totally different style than I don't know, going to a Christmas party in New York or something. Um, totally. Seasonal, but like what vibe I want to have. And I think that's what's amazing about clothes too is you do have the power to change it every day. I mean, you have to get dressed every day unless you live in a nudist colony. So, you yeah. know, to, to just a few words, I think sounds um, boring um, and not, and not, uh, authentic or realistic if that makes yeah. sense so true and I also think of like Rachel Zoe and how she never shows her legs she's all about the platforms and the long baggy pants or the dresses and that's totally like her thing her quote-unquote style but like you said like I don't know how that's practical like how does she like go to the beach or how does she you know like you're never gonna show your legs you know so I think that's not to be confused with preferences. I think everyone has preferences and um, their own specific tastes, certainly, and likes and dislikes and what's more flattering on them, what they feel comfortable in. But I just, I never, I always, when people or clients think of personal style, I want it to feel very like it's like opening something. Like it's like, like it's um, kind of. Like have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like opening yeah. up limiting so you know with that said like some people everyone's personalities are different and how their brains work wor works 
is different. So if, if identifying like, you know, just a few words of your personal style is like helpful for you and like helps you put on blinders and makes you feel more free to like, then go explore. Amazing. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I never want it to feel like it's like limiting you in any way. Yeah. How do you, how do we handle trends? Cause trends are always changing. It can get really expensive to just keep buying all these different pieces and all these, you know, so do we just pick a few things every year, every season, or what, what do you recommend? Yeah. I think of them like, you know, just picture trends like on a conveyor belt, like, you know, that one iconic scene from I Love Lucy where they're like at the chocolate yeah. factory, chocolates just keep on coming by. Like you don't have to stuff all of them in your mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. on like if you see one that looks interesting to you, pluck it out. And, and even then, like you don't have to digest it just as you saw it, like in a magazine or on a runway or something, you could like tweak it to whatever makes sense for you. So like, if there is like a trending color or something, um, you know, you could try it in a small way. You, you don't have to go buy a whole monochromatic suit just to try this season's color. So I think that's important always to remember about trends is just as soon as you notice one, there's probably a new batch right behind it. Like it's a never ending cycle. So um, if you don't see any that, you love right now, like no big deal. Like, you know, that's why we don't dress for trends, but I, I, I do believe that they're an important thing to acknowledge. You know, I think they're, um, just an important part of like our culture, you know, they're a sign of, of, um, of the times, you know, when you look back in history, um, I always thought I, I would, I would have been a lot better history student if it would have, uh, been like through the lens of fashion or something. Totally, because yeah. You can tell so much about an era or, or you know, learn a lot about a, it's, it's kind of like a visual timestamp, you know, right. so I, I do think they're important to take note of and not ignore, but I definitely don't think that means you have to go spend your money on it or consume it, you know? Yeah. Constantly on the opposite side are, what are some staples that everyone <laughs> should have in their closet? Yeah, I get this question a lot and I feel like so lame. Um, but I always say like I don't have like a hard fast list of like everyone has to have this. And if I ever like I don't think I will I don't think I'll ever say I don't if, if anyone ever comes out with a list or if you ever read a list of like here's five things you like have to have, I would like take it with a grain of salt or just be a little cautious. Um because it just so varies on, you know, person to person. So, you know, I give the example, if you are in a boardroom five days a week and, you know, you know, a high level executive that has to dress for like a formal office, what your staples may be, you know, might be a totally different list than, um, you know, someone who owns a gym and, you know, hikes on the weekends and has 6 million kids that they're chasing after, you know? So like, I think everyone's list of staples is different. Um, I think, you know, what a staple is, is something that can get used over and over through the years and makes a lot of sense for your wardrobe and is versatile for you. So I think we can definitely come up we can certainly come up with a list of staples, a list of staples for each individual person. 
but I don't think um, it's right to say that there's like a universal list by any means. I think there's just too many factors that go into it, like where you live, what your lifestyle is, what chapter of life you're in, what you're comfortable in, what Mm -hmm. you like, all things. So I think everyone does have some staples that they would benefit but I don't think there's like a, I don't think there's like a universal list personally. That's so true. I remember when I left corporate to start lemon and I, I like had all my like slacks and everything. And I waited like two or three years. And finally I was like, I think it's time to get rid of all this. Like, I'm never going to wear it, you know? And so yeah. it didn't even fit anymore after having kids. Like it was just funny. And it was like a weird moment where I was like, let me remove this whole part of my closet that has been there yeah. for a decade. There probably, there probably was a time where that was like your bread and butter. Oh, every day the- I was in. Yeah. 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 So, and it shifts too. I think that's a very important thing to bring up and a very important thing to note is that, you know, and that's why, again, it's hard to just say, oh, here's this universal list because what may be on your staples list at one point in your life might not be the same in five years or two years or whatever, you know, I think it just like our tastes um, with food and wine and everything else changes. Yeah. I- we go through phases with our clothes too and and what makes sense to own and and what makes sense to kind of (laughs) release. Yeah. That makes so much sense. What about when we get in a style rut and I'm really thinking about the moms that, you know, go through that phase of you're in leggings every day or sweatpants and, you know, you're coming out of that fog of the baby throwing up on you every day and not leaving the house And all of a sudden you have to enter the real world and you're like, I don't know what to wear and what works for my lifestyle. What, how do we get out of that rut? Where do we start? Yeah, those can happen. I mean, I feel like those can happen on a, on a bigger level, like you're describing. And that's honestly, I have so many clients when they reach out for the first time, such, such a common, um, like phase of life to reach out um, is like a pre post baby situation. Um, cause you do, you go through this phase where it's like, it doesn't make sense to even wear anything that can't be thrown up on, you know? <laughs> and yeah. of course you, like, the body shifts and changes. And even if you go right back to the exact same size and shape, like, let's just say, um, what you feel comfortable in now might look different. You know, what you're able to move in now that you're like lifting up a human up off the ground, you know, might look different. Um, you know, the fabrics that you're comfortable in might look different. Um, your shoes, your shoe size might've changed, which is like a crazy thing that I don't think people realize happens yeah. so often, baby. Um, so that's I, like, I, I totally get that. And that's such a common time for people to feel like, okay, how do I, you know, come, come back into the real world as like, you know, this new version of myself. Um, I think, I think starting with a closet edit, um, going through everything. I know it sounds like such a bear and, and like a chore, but it's almost like it, it has to be like a requirement. Um, and that's not even, it's not even just to get rid of that. You know, I think people hear closet edit and they think, oh, it's like this huge overhaul um, where I'm going to get rid of so much stuff. And then I'm going to spend all this money and buy a whole new wardrobe. Um, 
that's not, you know, I don't want people to ever feel like intimidated by that or, or think that, you know, getting out of a rut equals purchasing a bunch of new things. I don't think, I think you could come out of a style rut and not purchase one thing if you didn't want to, um, or if that didn't make sense. Um, for me, I would rather people, you know, view a closet edit as more of an inventory check. In fact, I should probably like just call it that it's really just is take stock of what you have. And this, and this requires setting aside time, you know? So yeah, really treat it more like an inventory check. And this does require setting aside time. I think that would be another thing I would say if someone asked me, you know, getting out of a style rut, it's literally scheduling time to think about it, which I know seems so silly, but you know, our brain likes to take shortcuts, um, which is, uh, you know, makes things more efficient. It's, you know, why you brush your teeth every morning and you probably can't even remember it, like whatever. Um, so especially when you're in a crazy phase of life of like becoming a mom or like things are really busy, of course, your brain is going to want to take shortcuts. So when I say you really have to like schedule time, like put it in your calendar to like think about my st- think about my closet. Um like, I really think you have to like schedule it because I think in the day in day out, like the five minutes I'm getting dressed and out the door, that's not the time to think about these kinds of, you know, that's not right. the time to sit. Oh, Hmm. Should I get rid of this sweater? I bought five years ago. You know, like it's like really put it on your calendar and treat it like an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you set that appointment, when you set that time aside, you know, don't think, don't go in with the goal of, um, I'm going to get rid of, you know, trash bags and trash bags of clothes. Um, Like, I think to think about it more of like a date with my closet, an inventory check, like, I'm just going to spend some time mentally thinking about me and these clothes for a second. Um, Like feels well, and also I feel like we forget about certain items where you, when you do that, you're like, oh, I forgot about this shirt. It's been hiding back here or I haven't worn this in so long. I also... I kind of don't like when they say, if you haven't worn something in a year, get rid of it because I have like gowns and dresses that like I haven't worn in a decade, but I'm obsessed with them and I don't want to get rid of them. So like that rule doesn't necessarily work. Right. Or, or like you said, when your body changes, like I gained a little bit of weight last year. So a lot of my jean shorts, I just didn't wear like all summer, but yeah. like, I know this summer I definitely want to wear them again, you know? So it's like, you can't walk in your closet and be like, oh, I haven't worn this in a year. It's garbage. But yeah. then how do we decide when it's time to let go of something? Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, I'll have some of those like guidelines in the back of my mind just to be kind of helpful, like jumping off points or like, you know, there's definitely some a list of questions that I could give someone to think about as they're going through just to sort of be kind of like helpful you know, just things to think about. Um, but definitely, um, like hard pressed rules. I just feel like don't really have a place (laughs) in filing. And I think everyone I'm sure has like their own methods and their own, um, you know, ways of doing things. And not to say that like one is right and one is wrong, but I would, you know, I would tell someone that, if you're thinking about working with a personal stylist and they seem to have a very, very strict set of rules or like, you know, Mm -hmm. guidelines that have to abide to, 
I would be a little weary of that because I just, there's so many factors that go into it. Um, and yeah, like you could, you know, go in and look at something. I could give you a list of questions to kind of ask about it, but at the end of the day, nothing else matters. Like besides, are you going to be excited to wear it? Are you really not going to be excited to wear it? You know, nothing I could say. And and it happens all the time. I might go into someone's closet and there may be something that they just bought that fits them beautifully, has the tags on it. Um, But for whatever reason, they're like, I just don't love it. I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. I may try to file it in a new way for them. And they're like, yeah, I see what you're going with, but like, I'm still just not feeling it. And that's, you know we could go down the rabbit hole of like yeah. why that happens, but like, there's no, you know, no matter how good I am at my job, I always say, I don't have a magical wand. I can't, you know, I can't change the way that you feel about something. So better that it just um, is released and finds a new home. Um, you know, people get in that guilt trip of, yeah, I, I've spent money on this. Like I should at least wear it a few times. Yeah. I do that too. Yes. And especially if there's tags, the tags, like for some reason, just make think, like it, it makes you so mad. You're like, why did I buy it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I always say, you know, something isn't saving you any money by hanging, taking up space in your mm-hmm. closet. And actually it could be costing you money if it's just creating more clutter, taking up space yeah. because I, people are too overwhelmed um, or ha- have too much clutter, uh, clutter or lowest hanging fruit. Um, in their closet, that's when impulse shopping happens and impulse yeah. made. So, you know, really, if it makes anybody feel better, like it could be costing you money in the long run to be hanging on to that stuff. That you- I love that. I also, I got this like vintage J crew, um, blazer one time. I loved it, but it was slightly too small for me. And it would mm-hmm. just like sit there because it was too too tight in my shoulders and it was uncomfortable. And I mm-hmm. finally took it and I gave it to my girlfriend, Annie, who's more petite than me. Like she's shorter mm-hmm. and smaller and it looks so cute on her and it made me feel good. I'm like, oh, at least it's going to like have a life with someone yeah. that will actually wear it. So sometimes that helps to be like, who can I give this to that will love it? That's such a good point. And I think if someone is doing a closet in- inventory check or closet date or closet, date, whatever you want to call it on their own, one of my biggest pieces of advice would be, okay, if there are things that you're going to get rid of, whether it's donation, whether it's resale or whatever, identify where they're going to go first. Because I find that people have a lot easier time getting rid of things if they can already picture where they're going. So yeah. even if just like making the call to, you know, the nonprofit that you're going to um, donate to and just ask them what the drop off process looks like. Or if it's, um, you know, like, like you did identifying a girlfriend that, you know, is, you know, maybe a little petite or like certain things would fit her, like going ahead and like identifying, you know, who is this going to go to? I think that makes it a lot easier to get rid of things if they already kind of, you can already see where they're going, you know? Totally. And then going back to the being in a rut, I think the big thing that women say is like, I don't want to waste a good outfit on a day that doesn't matter. Right. And it's like, and I kind of get it. I'm like, yeah, okay. If you're going to be home all day, maybe you're going to run to target no one's going to see you or, you know, going back to the mom thing, like I have three boys, so I'm going to like baseball games and I'm getting dirty. I'm like ruining my shoes. You know, it's like, you don't want to wear like the cute shoes that are going to get ruined. So it's like, how do you 
enjoy your style every single day without, you know, but also not being like, oh, I wasted a cute look. Like, I know it's like a weird mind frame we all have. Yeah. Or like getting, I mean, gosh, getting it dirty and having to wash it. Listen, I get it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I totally get that. And that's like such a good point. And I think that that's a huge piece of like getting out of a style rut. One is being like super realistic and not trying to like reinvent the wheel. Like if someone's in a style rut or, you know, you know, maybe coming out of a phase where they weren't getting dressed a lot and we're like working on it. I never wanted to feel like, okay, you've been in leggings, like breastfeeding for the last, whatever, three, four months. Um, now I'm going to expect you to wear heels and jeans to every lunch and coffee meeting you have. Like, that's not like, I don't think, I don't want people to feel like, okay, now I have to like dress as this whole new version where I like to start is like, okay, look at what you do get the most use out of right now in this phase of life. Like, what are you currently spending the most time in? Um, because it makes sense. So if I'm hearing like, oh, I am in leggings every day because I am with a baby and then I'm going to baseball practice and yada, yada, yada. Okay, like let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's like identify what you really use the most right now. And is there a way we can elevate that? Like, okay, I get it. You need to be in leggings. Like there's no nothing wrong with being in leggings, but are the leggings you have, are they good quality or are all of them are all of them pilled and, you know, have stains on them? Do you just need like a fresh pair of leggings? Like, yeah. you, know, like you have like a good quality pair of leggings if you're in them five days a week, just like if someone is walking in boardrooms, you know, um, you know, at an executive level of five days a week, it would make sense for her to have, um, you know, a pair of, Jimmy choose or whatever that are comfortable. So like if someone is in leggings five days a week, it makes sense for you to invest a little bit more and get some really good quality leggings. Yeah. Like, like, does it make sense for you to be in a sneaker because you're chasing after kids and like on grass and whatever? Okay. Well, like instead of this pair, that's like, you know, stained and maybe you like wear to the gym, could we get you like a little fashion sneaker or a sneaker yeah. that slightly more elevated? So like, you know, Again, so we go true. Through- or I see a lot of moms that will wear the exact same skinny jeans every single day. And I'm like, why don't we just get three different pairs and like mix it up yeah. a little? You know, it's like, you're so yeah. right. It can be just like a tweak yes. and then you feel better. You look better. I also feel like when you get, like you said, like a nicer pair of leggings, it's more flattering. It looks, you know. Well, and, you know, people like, you know, going back to like, what's a staple or like, you know, I get the question a lot, like, what's an investment piece? And I always go back to, you know, what is a staple for you or or a smart investment piece for you? You know, it's like looking at what you spend your most time in. So you do spend a lot of time in athleisure. I think it makes so much sense to invest, you know, in some nicer quality athleisure pieces or some athleisure pieces that like feel, um, feel like you, because that's what you're going to be in. And it's like the same. Well, I also think coming out of that rut, um, acknowledging like that this is only for you. You know, I think, I don't know if this is a, just women in general thing or what it is or how we were raised. I don't know, but it's always like, am I dressing for this job? Am I dressing for this date? Am I dressing for this, uh, like a photo shoot? Like it's always like dressing for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where like mentally it's like, Oh, am I going to waste an outfit on this? Like, what am I dressing for? Yeah. Um, 
I think it can just be like, if we kind of reframed that and just looked at getting dressed as just like a daily thing we all do, yeah. just, you know, uh, having our coffee, you know, eating certain foods, like, you know, nutritious food versus not so nutritious. Right, food. Like it's a lifestyle. It's not. A diet. Yeah. I, I yeah. actually just like, uh, wrote an article about, you know, for, it was for January and, I was sort of talking about like, you know, I know personal style is not one of the main pillars of health <laughs> by any means, yeah. but it could be like a lowest hanging fruit for somebody, for you know, sure. it looked at it as a tool that was kind of in your wellness toolkit. Um, I also think about, um, well, they always know, say like, I'm nicer when I like my outfit, you know, it's like, <laughs> it is a part of your mood. Like if you feel yeah. frumpy and gross, it's going to, it's going to come out in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. I also think about like, um, you know how it feels different if you are like, you know, just plugging in a, a for your daily coffee, if you're just like plugging in a Keurig and, you know, drinking it on the go and it's cold and mm -hmm. whatever. Versus if you like make yourself a nice cup of coffee, drink it out of, you, you know, your grandmother's teacup and you're like sitting down with a book and you really enjoy that coffee. Like it's the same. It's coffee no matter what, yeah. but what two different experiences you're having. And I don't know. I just feel like there's so much in our lives that we can't control. And even just in our daily life and our weekly life that we can't control that getting dressed, like, I know it's not rocket science. I know it's not brain surgery, but it is like a small thing that yeah. we can control. Um, and I think to take advantage of that is just like, feels like a little bit of power we have, you know, totally. every single day. Why yeah, not? And like, what are we waiting for? Like, what, are, like, we're waiting for like one day I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to look cute or what, you know, it's like, this, this is life. Like, let's do it now. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to ask you about fit, like the right fit dressing for our body type also this like super baggy thing is so in and has been in for a few years now how do we do that look without looking crazy because sometimes I I try to do it and I'm like I just look like I don't fit in my clothes like how do these girls do it I think that um I didn't like identifying fit and what's flattering and all those sort of questions. I think a big thing that stylists think about all the time, like what's constantly like going through my brain, it all goes back to balance. Um, so, you know, if you did, so even if it's just like identifying your body type or like what I should wear for my body type, you know, again, I'm thinking of like those old Cosmo articles where yes. it's all about, like, are you, you a know? pair? Are you an app? Yeah. Which, hey, listen, if that helps you like, visualize and like get it, totally fine. But I just laugh because I'm like, oh, fruit. Um, uh, it's all about balance. So it's just like balancing proportions. So, you know, if you, um, you know, are like, you know, we can use the fruits if you are a pear shape, you know, so bigger at the bottom. That's what, that's what, what I am personally. I am like, too. I, care I have a booty, a small waist, you know. <laughs> It's hard. Negative A boobs. Like I'm non-existent. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, you know, I can do things like, like I feel more comfortable. I feel like it's flattering. Like I can do some higher necks. I can do like where more of the volume of an overall outfit is up top because that's where I carry, 
not so much volume. And then, you know, on the reverse side of that, like on the bottom, I'll probably do skimmer lines. I probably won't do huge, huge jeans, you know, bright patterns because that's where I carry most of my weight. Now I should put a huge asterisk here. Anything that I say ever, none of it matters. And you can ask my clients, like I have one rule and the only rule is wear what you want. So, you know, all these, you can, think of these maybe more as just like tips or things to think about. I never want anyone to take it away as like a rule for everyone. Never. Yeah. 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 The only rule is just wear whatever the hell you want. So you may be sitting there going, I'm a pear shape and I only want to wear florals on my butt. And that is totally great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like what, I think if you are, if it does just help you when you're shopping, like what should I be looking for? just try, I would encourage you to think about balance. Like how could I balance out these proportions? Um, you know, remembering that our eyes are always drawn to where there's a straight line. So even looking at like, you know, where is a hemline hitting where, mm -hmm. you know, where would an eye be drawn? Where is a neckline hitting? Um, you know, is there like, you know, surface area that could be broken up by a line, whether that's adding a line with like a belt or, you know, that's mm -hmm. why we like front tuck things or have tuck things or whatever. Um, so looking at balance and looking at where like kind of like eyes would naturally be drawn, I think are two, two helpful things. Also, I think a huge thing with fit that I would love to like scream from the rooftops is um, mass manufactured clothing. So you know, the retail space that we live in these days mm -hmm. is not meant to fit 100% of people 100% perfectly. In fact, I would venture to say that it fits a very small, <laughs> very tiny population of people yeah. relatively well and still, you know, still not perfectly. Yeah. So knowing that um, our clothes are not made to measure these days, you know, we're not getting things, you know, unless you're getting things custom made. Um, you are going to need to make friends with a tailor. Like, I think everyone should know who their seamstress is. Um, everyone should have a contact and just like when you're purchasing something, almost like factor that into the price tag. Like I wish that I could change the price tags. Um, like plus on all alteration. Yeah. Say, hey, plus a little alteration, you know? Yeah. What I do you have a favorite place to go to get things? Yeah. Taken in or taken out. Yeah. I have a couple, um, both my two go-tos are in green Hills. Mm -hmm. Um, one is called elegant alterations and one's called fashionable alterations. They're super close to each other. Awesome. Um, I go to both of them for different, different we things. We have a lot of like local listeners. So I was like, someone's going to want to know that <laughs> myself <laughs> included. But you know what, if you shop at Nordstrom, um, I think they Don't do a great free. It, um, that would be the um, most that that'd be the cheapest too. Like if you okay, uh, they don't do it for free anymore because Nordstrom well, used to do it free. Yeah, I think they might have changed the rules a little bit, but I know like if you have like a Nordstrom card or something, you know, I think you get a certain amount of credit and alterations, which is awesome. But yeah. then there's you know if you buy, so you bought a pair of jeans from Nordstrom and they needed to be hemmed, you know, because it was a Nordstrom item you know I think it's like x amount cheaper you know what I mean all right I love these yeah. tips so then if we want to do like the cool baggy look do we just have to be like skinny little model to pull it off like what's the trick I feel like it's impossible well, isn't that some of those baggy looks probably look good on 
some models that you may see is, um, you know, they're like 7 million feet tall. Yeah. Uh, like, so again, true. it goes back to proportions, you know, if they're just able to like carry fabric in a different way than <laughs> some yeah. of us who are that tall and have that, you know, that's, that's why there were even fashion models to begin with, you know, in the history of, of runways is, yeah. is, you know, they're like walking mannequins, but, um, I like, I would encourage someone to go back to balance. So like, if you are petite or, you know, like a smaller person and you want to have, um, you know, a touch of bagginess, maybe there's like a cool blazer, like a boy, like a boyfriend blazer. Mm -hmm. And you like, you love the look of it and the idea of it, but like, you know, you don't want to look like you're just being swallowed by mounds and mounds of fabric. Again, it's like going back to balance. So like if you are going to do a baggy blazer, you know, maybe pair it then with something much like a more fitted base. Mm -hmm. So like a tank top or maybe that is where you do like your little bit uh, skimmer fitting jeans um, or on the flip side of that, like if you're going to do like a wide leg pant. OK, cool. Like, but can we balance that out with like something much more fitted or maybe more mm -hmm. cropped? Top and then like a really good lifted um, booty or heel just to sort of balance out all that fabric at the bottom. Um, That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, just, do, are there any like fashion mistakes, whether it's now or in general that you just wish people knew, like, please stop doing oh. or this is what's like killing the look or, you know, um, so like people will come up to me, like, I feel like that's such a like, uh, cocktail party question. Like, like, well, okay. So what would you change? You know, like, yeah, what am I doing? What would you change about my outfit? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always say, I never, I never judge anybody unless they pay me to. So first of all, <laughs> if I see you on the street, I never judge you. And, uh, that Which, goes by for the way, it's like, um, the personal trainers and nutritionists when they go to a holiday party and people are like oh. having champagne, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm a normal person. Like, <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time. Like, especially on my off days, like I am like running around in workout clothes. I also like I um I ride horses, so like I do go out in public sometimes in my riding pants, which is like laughable. If anyone knows what that even looks like, it's like laughable. But um, I always say I feel like I'm like a doctor that gets caught smoking. You know, yeah. <laughs> when someone asks me what I do, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna tell you, but but no judgment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But I think, well, I know one that I see a lot that drives me personally crazy because I'm like, I know that I, I think I know sometimes I'm like, I know too much. Like I know there's someone on set that could have fixed this. It's actually in menswear. Mm. Like whenever I see a guy in a suit or, you know, really any type of clothing, but specifically suits because they just you can't hide when you're in a suit. If a suit doesn't fit well, there's no hiding. Like it either fits or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, if I see a guy on TV in a suit that doesn't fit well, it's yeah. like maddening to me because I know that there is like a stylist on set. You know, I know that they're in front of a camera. Like someone could have stopped this. Like some, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? This should have been remedied. Like you knew you were going to be on camera. Like get your suit tailored. Like when pants are too long, it's really, mm -hmm. I, I think guy, I think guys tailoring drives me crazy Yeah, because it's just, you know, girl, I, like, like, you know, people always say like, oh, I bet it's so much more fun to style guys than girl. And yes and no, because I feel like with women's clothing, we have a lot more um, 
styling tricks. Like we have a lot more stuff we can work with. Like, oh, if something's kind of blousey, we can front tuck or we can add a belt here. But in like traditional menswear, I feel like there's just no hiding when it comes to like something either fits or it doesn't. So um, I think that drives me a little crazy because it's just so you can't, there's just so in your face when something's too long or doesn't fit well or, and, and it can make a beautiful suit or a handsome guy just like, like automatically outdated, you know? Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Um, what are some like spring summer trends for this year you're loving, or we should look for when we're shopping? Um, so, you know, again, asterisks, like not every trend is for everybody. Like, don't feel like you have to partake, but I think it is fun to sometimes like do a little research and just know like what's on the docket for a season's trends. And then just like notice it. Like I love a little research and then being out in like the real world and being like, Oh, look, there it is. Like trickle down and you know, here's what it looks like, you know, in this retailer, here's how this brand is doing it. Um, uh, so one, something interesting that I found interesting coming for spring, um, this coming spring is, you know, typically you think of spring, you think like all these bright colors, um, you know, super saturated colors, this spring, the overall palette was much more muted, um, lots of black and white. And then like, Ooh. if there was color, it was much more like pastels, like muted, um, So like, it's one of those things that kind of just makes you sit and think like, huh, is that kind of like um, a reflection of like the hard kind of sad year, you know, or is it like a reflection of, um, you know, kind of the economic times or like the political climate? Like, you know, you kind of think about stuff like that. Like, why isn't it as bright this spring? That is so interesting. uh, um, One thing that I thought was really kind of fun and like, I laughed because I think of the, um, was it devil devil wears Prada when she's uh-huh. like florals for spring revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, it wasn't florals, but it was like uh rose, like 3d rose, like appliques, like, like, oh. like there was a lot of runways where you saw like big 3d roses or like a big blown out print of a rose. So not just like a little but like yeah. an act it's something bold. It's and funny because I was looking at a swimsuit line the other day and they had like a flower coming like out off like the yes, chest. And I was yes. like, what on a swimsuit? Like, how do you, yeah. but it like, it was different. Yeah. Like a 3d flower. There was even, I forget what it, there was one runway show where like the models were even like carrying flowers down the runway, which is kind of cool. But, um, I can tell you one that I personally will not be partaking in. Okay. I that, love it. That for, for, <laughs> For me personally, because I don't love like to show like, you know, I don't like wearing short skirts or like, especially like my calves or my ankles or anything like that. There's uh, like capris, capris, not crops, oh, but like, 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 like a uh, mid calf capri. Oh, it, oh, okay. Not for me. Just not like the nineties, like the nineties or I or like early two thousands. Well, you're like earlier like like think of like pedal pushers that like your grandma was wearing oh like, um, wow like the 50s okay. yes wow. <laughs> capris um like a fitted little pant mid-calf capri really? length okay I don't, I'm, that's not my vibe either I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna say oh look there it is and then I'm not gonna buy it <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it's not my thing either. I actually remember when skinny jeans became popular and I was so anti, I still don't like a skinny jean. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It just doesn't work for my body. I think Mm -hmm. most people, it makes them not look great. I think again, it looks really good if you're tall and skinny Mm -hmm. and I just never understood it. So I'm like you, it's like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. It's not happening. And I think some note there, like that's like, I, I try not to muddy like like I think there's trends and I think every category, like different categories have different trends. Like, you know, you'll see different shoe trends, handbag trends, clinchers, whatever. And then there's also just like fits, mm-hmm. you know, you like, like to me, a skinny jean, a boot cut jean, a flare, you go through all the different styles. Those are different fits, you know? So I think you can always identify what fit you like the best. Right. And, and don't think like, on trends, not on trend, like just think this is just, just the fit that I like. And fit is always going to trump everything Everything else. I so agree. I'm going to start getting everything tailored now. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about vacation hacking. I know a lot of like the influencers, they'll, they will like plan each day of their trip. Like I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear that, this event, this, that, but for just normal people, I'm going to the beach with my family. I'm going to be at the beach. I'm going to be at the pool. We're probably going to go to one nice dinner, you know, this, but I don't have like a schedule. Is it still best to pack planning each day or is there like a better like rhythm to have cute style without packing six bags? Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I pack for clients, you know, if they, if they do have an itinerary for their trip, I certainly do. I get real nerdy with it. I get real granular with it yeah. and I will like identify each event on their itinerary and say, okay, this is, and label the outfits and say like, this is for this day, this is for this dinner, like whatever. But if it's more of just like a general, you know, no plans, like I'm down there. I I still think a little bit of planning can go a long way, Mm -hmm. especially if you're someone like you, you say you have three boys. I'm certain you're packing for like other humans as well. I think be nice just to sort of know like there's like okay. always a football that ends up inside my bag I'm like no one else could have brought this <laughs> like I think just like a little planning on the forefront can just sort of like it just feels nice to like free up that mental space too and just be like okay I'm good I, I know what's in my suitcase like I'm good to go because especially when you're traveling there's other like factors and um oh sorry I just ignored a call um there's so many other like factors and like stressors going on with like, you know, flying and all this different stuff. If you can just like have that thing kind of taken care of, I think it feels really, really good. So like, I would still tell people, you know, if they're packing themselves for a vacation, um, if you don't have like a hard set itinerary that you go off of, you know, still like look at number of days and nights, you know, I know this sounds dumb, but like really look at the weather. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say start, you know, start with whatever piece of luggage you're going to bring. If you want to bring a checked bag, if you want to do a carry on, you know, like look at the space. Um, And like, I think start with the things that you know you want to bring. And, you know, some people will be like, I have no idea what I want to pack. But if I really ask them, I'm like, okay, what are some, what's something that you already were thinking that you were going to pack? And most people would say, oh, you know, I have this one dress that I like, I love to bring to the beach or, you know what, this is my pair of sandals that are really the most comfy ones. Like I'm probably going to bring these or, you know, here's my pair of gym shoes. I like, I know I'm going to bring it. Like there's normally at least a couple items that like people know that they're going to bring. So I would like 
start there for sure. Like give those prime real estate. Um, I think shoes are like the nemesis when packing. So if you could really keep your shoes pared down, um, I think that's key. Um, and then also thinking like, of course, what you can wear on the plane. So, you know, maybe you are bringing a fashion sneaker, you know, maybe you could throw in an extra wrap or something, but like those things you could, you could wear on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really being realistic with yourself. And if you are going to bring a certain item or um, an item from a certain category, only bring your very favorite one. Like, I don't know why. And I even saw like a meme about this that were like, you know, I wear the same pair of jeans every day, but then I go on vacation and I feel like I need to bring these five jeans that like I've yeah. never worn. <laughs> you know? It's so true. It's so like, true. Aveline, you are already out of your element. Like yeah. less real. You're probably like going to be bloated. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're probably like not sleeping your best, you know, maybe not eating your, like whatever, like only bring your very favorite of something. So if you are going to bring a pair of jeans, I don't care if like a certain style might look great with this one outfit you're bringing. I really don't care. Like, I really just want you to only bring your favorite pair of jeans, you know, like swimsuits. Like, you know, it's so cool to think about like resort wear and like these beautiful outfits. But like, if you already know that you're going to be at the beach X amount of days, um, you know, I tend to say like one swimsuit, at least for every two days. So like only bring your very favorites, even if that, like three black swimsuits. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like only your favorite ones. Um, yeah. Cause that's what you're going to wear. So why yeah. bring something else? Yeah. yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Oh, I love those tips. Okay. One more question. And then I want to do a little like rapid fire with your favorite brands on topics. So what if, I feel like I know your answer on this, but <laughs> there's always that thing where, you know, your mother goes, that's so cute for you, but I'm too old to wear that. Or is there a little bit of like, dress your age. And mm. I know, I know you're like, where would you want? But is there a little bit like sometimes I'm 37 and sometimes I put something on <laughs> that, like I loved five years ago. And I, mm. and I don't know if it's like not my style anymore or it's out of style. Or if I literally am like, I'm just older. Like, I don't know. I I think it's honest. I think you nailed it. Like, I really don't think it's an age thing. And, and, you know, I've worked with people who are like, I mean, I've worked with kids and I think my oldest client was like, just like in her eighties. Um, and I really don't think it's so much of like a number or an age. I really think it goes back to like the chapter of life that you're in or like the phase of life that you're in or what your personal taste is right now. Um, we go, I, I think we go through shifts and I think especially as your kids reach different stages or as your career looks different in different stages, I think definitely it evolves. It, you know, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, what I wore at 25 should totally still be what I want to wear now. Like, no, but I don't think it's necessarily because of an age or because of a number. I think it's because of all these other factors. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's lifestyle. I think it's because, you know, where has your taste evolved? And like what you feel comfortable in now. Um, you know, if your if your body has changed, you know, even if it's not a size thing, it could just be like a, what I feel good in now. Yeah. So I, I'll, I do- I'll also say like something interesting, I like for, you know, 
years, I was really big into like the Victoria's Secret push-up bras, like talking about like being small chested. And it was like, you know, it was kind of in and it kind of fit. And now I'm more about like, I don't even want to wear a bra. Like yeah. I just wear like a little cami or like, yeah. some, you know, I, I love like Joa Brown and like their, they call mm-hmm. it they call it a crop tank. I mean, it's, it's like a bra. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not a tank top. This is a bra. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Cause then your clothes fit different when you make a change like that and you don't even think about it. And all of a sudden you're like, this shirt fits better or fits worse. And yeah, so mm-hmm. I, that's interesting. It's more about the chapter of life yes. than your age. Okay. Yeah. You may reach different chapters or different like levels of acceptance like that at different phases, you know, like, I feel like that is like a different level of like, ex- like self-acceptance too, of just being like, this is what I like. I don't like wearing a bra. You know what I mean? You know, there might've been a phase I'm of life more comfortable and I yes. feel better in my skin. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. And who's to say that you reach that, you know, some people may get to that level of kind of acceptance when they are 25 and like power to them. But like, I know me, I'm 31. And I feel like I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like, if I'm not comfortable in it, I'm not going to wear it. You know, yeah. like, so I feel like that's another reason why you almost have to take age out of it because people are going to get to those kind of milestones and sort of different levels and phases at different times. I love that. I almost feel like we have to start with like a, where am I in my life? What mm-hmm. do I want to be? And then edit our closets and then make changes. Because like you said, like things are always changing. And how many times do we stop to think like, who am I? What do I like? What do I want? What's my lifestyle? And how does my style fit into that? So this has been so interesting. Okay. So I want to go over, I'm going to say it like, you know, denim, whatever. And you're going to tell us your favorite brand or brands. And if anything else you want to say about it, go for it. So number one, I know everyone's going to want to know your favorite denim. Okay. And I think also like, where do we go buy jeans? Because buying it online can be tough. Okay. Jeans are, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire. I'm so sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) no, you're fine. So hard. Uh, Jeans and shoes are like the two things that I always say, I wish I could wave a magic wand and make it simpler. Like, I wish I could just tell you, hey, this is what you need. But I feel like everyone, every now and again, especially if you haven't shopped for denim in a long time or bought new denim in a long time, you have to go do a little denim fitting like whether it's with someone or by yourself, like go try on. And what I mean by that is like, go try on a bunch of different brands, a bunch of different styles side by side, bring your water. It is cardio. (laughs) Pulling jeans. Yes. Like just go in with like no expectations. Like don't be hard on yourself, but just try on as many brands as as many styles and as many different sizes as you can until you start to notice like, some preferences or what you might like more. So, um, for this, like here locally, um, just to do a bunch of brands like that side by side, I do go to Nordstrom with clients and I will like, you know, of course, you know, I know different brands and I might have a starting point of like, Oh, I feel like, you know, they'll like this. And so like, I will literally line up, you know, all these brands, all these styles. I'm like, we are just going to go to denim town right now. Like you're going to try all these on. And even if you only end up end up finding like one pair that you actually like, it might be productive because you might realize, Oh, you know what? I, um, you know, really don't love, uh, boot cuts. You know, maybe I tried on two boot cuts in a row and realized I didn't love that or whatever. Um, denim is just so crazy because even within one 
brand. There could be 6 million different styles. And within that one style, the sizing like could be so different. Yeah. Um, percentage, like, like the fabrication percentages are going to be different. Like, yeah. you know, whether like a 2% elastic or, you know, a 100% cotton, like that's all going to vary person to person. So I would totally encourage people to just like try a ton of brands, but then also know, even if you're like, Oh, great. I found this pair of jeans. This much must be my brand. It might not be because they could come up style. That is like a totally different. So jeans are just crazy. But, um, do you have a personal favorite brand? Um, for me personally, I'm trying to think like I own, I own a couple pairs of mother jeans. Mm -hmm. I own a oldies. I own a pair of citizens of humanity. Um, yeah. Okay. Those are good ones. Yeah. Okay. What about workout clothes? Do you have favorite brand in that? For me, and I'll just use myself as an example. Um, I love aloe leggings because Mm -hmm. I am hair shape. And so, uh, oftentimes when things say they're high waisted, they're actually not that high waisted on me. They're like mid waist. Yeah. So I, um, all the leggings, they're super, super high. They have like these ultra high waisted ones that actually, um, come all the way up and I don't have to pull them up every five seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I haven't worn that brand in so long. I need to circle back to it. What is your favorite brand or brands in shoes? Oh, like what kind? I mean, what kind? I of know shoes? there's all different kinds. I guess just like a couple favorites across the board. Uh, let me think about what I wear super often. Um, well, you know, like I love, I, I do think that my views on shoes have changed through the years. Mm-hmm. Like I used that, like, you know what, you can suck it up for a little while. Shoes are so beautiful. They can make such mm-hmm. a high impact. Like, even if they're not comfortable, like, cram a pedal in there and like deal with it for a night. Yeah. Like post pandemic world or like, as I just get older, I don't know, but I do feel like your shoes being comfortable and supportive is so important. (laughs) I feel like I sound like a granny, but like seriously for like joint health and like all this, I do feel like you can't mess around with shoes. And it's like way more important that like all shoes are just like super supportive. I guess maybe I'll give, is it okay if I like give like a couple tips to like finding shoes? Yeah. Um, so like if you're in a shoe department and you are shopping for shoes and trying them on, please make sure that you go and like walk the perimeter of the store. Mm-hmm. If you notice, I think all shoe, uh, shoe departments are carpeted. Yes. Everything feels comfortable on carpet. So like, it, I know like it feels like dorky or whatever, but like really go walk on the hard tile because that'll feel so much different. Um, also like a local, a little local hot tip. This is so dorky, but there is this place in Green Hills called Cute and Comfy. Oh, um, They sell, like you would never go there to shop. It's like, it's like they sell orthotics, but if you have a pair of shoes that you love, but don't oh. feel super comfortable yeah. or supportive, you can take a pair of shoes there and they will fit them with an insole and make them really comfortable. Okay. They're like amazing. They are like the insole specialist. So like if you have a pair of booties or a pair of heels, you're like, I would love if these felt better. Take them to cute and comfy and they will like Jerry rig it, like find the perfect insole for it to make them feel super, super comfortable. Wow. I like, you know, of course, like I love, you know, designer shoes are so beautiful and they really do. You know, I find that they like 
wear well and last a long time. But I think there's so many great um, shoe like dupe, like say what you will about like a Dolce Vita or a Sam Edelman. Mm -hmm. But man, if they don't get those dupes, like as soon as like there's a new style out of shoes or a new trend, I mean, they are like on it. Like I always think like they have spies or something like in yeah. like designer because they whip them out quick. Um, so anywho, that doesn't really answer your question at all, no, but, no, but it's so true. It's so funny. Cause like, this is a stupid example, but I've always done like real Uggs and I got a pair of like fake ones at the mall, like a couple months ago. And I actually might like it more than my real Uggs. I'm like, these actually seem nicer, like better material. I don't know. And I mean, so I'm, I'm with you. It doesn't have to be designer. It does, you know, whatever. It's as long as it's good quality, it fits and all that. Yes. Okay. What are some favorite brands for casual items that are your favorite and then more dressy items that are your favorite brands? Hmm. Let me think. So like casual items, I think of like basics, like teas and tanks. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everyone's perfect white tea. Everyone has their favorite perfect white tea. And, you know, um, like a lot of people love like a rat, like rag and bone makes a great, like crew neck, um, frame. If it makes one of my favorite, like V neck little, like, especially for like, um, going back to the fruits, like my apple body types, they make a really great, it's called like the midi tea or some V neck tea. It's mm -hmm. like just slightly cropped and not super fitted. Um, there's also this brand. It's it's called the perfect white tea. That's the name yeah, of the brand. We carry that um, at lemon. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love that stuff. Um, me personally, I have some tanks, like really cute razor tanks that are great price point by easy standard. Mm, never heard um, of them. Okay. Yes. I, whenever I think of basics, I also kind of think of like easy little button ups. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I love the Frank and Eileen. Um, I love the citizens of humanity, the, sh the shrunken Kate, there's the Kaylin that's like their classic oversized button down. And then there's the shrunk shrunken Kaylin. That's really nice. That's a little, a uh, little more cropped, a little less volume. Um, and then actually banana Republic makes an amazing little, um, it's like a dupe for the citizens of humanity, little button up. It's like a little crop button down. Um, you know, I put into that category. Um, I would put like a, I would put fashion sneakers into the category of like casual stuff. Um, for dressier, you know, I have had a rent the runway subscription for, I think like the last eight or nine years of my life. And mm -hmm. it has went out to, it has saved me so much. People have different opinions on like rental subscriptions. I'm a huge fan. I feel like, um, I love that they're becoming more popular and I love that, um, more companies and retailers are offering them because I think they offer a more sustainable option, not just sustainability, like in the terms of, um, you know, like the environmental impact, um, but also sustainable for people's budgets, for people's lifestyles, yeah. uh, People never believe me, but I really don't shop for myself that often. Um, so like the rental companies just really help me kind of like circulate more. Um, and I think are just so, just so much more budget friendly because like what, for example, like what I pay for one month um, membership of Rent the Runway is cheaper than what I would spend on like a dress or, you know, what That's I'm or like a black. Yeah. Um, I did so one it, of those rental, not that one. I did a different company. I think it was Fashion Pass. Yep. There's Fashion Pass. And, there's the, 
Um, there's a, there's, they're becoming a lot more, um, a lot more popular and even certain like brands and, um, like are, are starting them. Like, so like Rebecca Taylor, for example, oh, doing her are- own. that's so cool. Yeah. I also feel like it's a really good way to step out of your comfort zone and like try something new. Cause you're like, I'm renting it. I'm just going to get it. If it works, it works. If I wear it, I wear it. If not, I'm going to send it back and I'll get something else. So there's a few things I got when I did it and I thought I was going to hate it. I ended up loving it. And then there was mm-hmm. things I would order that I thought I would love and I hated. And I'm like, that's yeah. so weird. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. And could make sense for different seasons of life again, you know, um, but I also love it for the area we live in, you know, we get a, we get four seasons, you know, so like I've rented, um, gosh, like ski coats, but like, there's no reason for me to have a designer ski coat hanging in my yeah, closet. Seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like to rent it for a couple months was like, great. That's so true. I love that. What about swim? Do you have favorite brands for swimwear? Yeah. Um, I, so if you have, there's this store called, uh, anything but the water, everything but yeah. the water. Yeah. Uh, have, there's one here at the green Hills mall. And I, I think they're in other you know cities as well. Um, if you ever have the chance to like go for, first of all, acknowledge that like everyone hate trying on swimsuits is the worst. Yeah. Like literally of spandex that is supposed to fit like, like suck to our body while wet. Like it's just a horrible situation. So like, just like everyone hates swimsuits. Everyone hates trying on swimsuits. Like, um, it's the the lighting is bad and you're not tan yet. Yeah. (laughs) Little piece of spandex, like taped to your body. Um, so uh, they, I will say they have like great customer service and like, if you can go, like they will help you find a great fit. Um, I think if you can find a fit that you like or a style that you like in a swimsuit, I am so good with you just getting that exact one in like colors and like being done. Like, don't feel have to like, I mean, so fun if you want to get like super fun, you know, different patterns and styles of swimsuits, but like, I feel like it's already such an uncomfy thing to be in. Like if you can find your go-to and just want to get a few basic colors, like beautiful, like I'm all for that. So I love um, everything but the water, anything but the water, which, whatever it's called. Um, I also love that brand Somersault, mm. just because I feel like they have um, such great sizing options. You know, they have petites, talls, plus um, lots of fun. And, and again, like you could find a style you loved and then just get it in several different colors. Yeah. Um, for people that need like a bit more support, um, Latrina Turk actually makes great swimsuits um, for ladies with a bigger tatey tots that like, you know, like a little bit more support. Um, so yeah, those are some of my top, but like I've even bought, um, you know, for me, like I need zero support because I'm super hot chest. Like I've gone to Target and just found a swimsuit top I like, bought it in some basic colors and then yeah. can mix with different, um, different bottoms. So, you know, I've also, I've also done target. Yeah. That's a good point. What about bags, handbags, purses, any favorite Mm -hmm. brands that you love? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I know this is fun. I'm simply because I'm, I'm helping them with a shoot for their new collection. There's this, um, great little handbag brand called Jay Lowry. And they were started by these two gals. Oh, I think like five years ago. And they wanted to make a handbag that was like designer quality, but more like a bridge price point. Mm-hmm. And I can personally say I've had my Jay Lowry bag for five years and I am tough on handbags. Like I'm yeah. not fresh. 
with them, you know, I, I throw them on the ground, I throw them in the car and it has held up so incredibly well. Um, really cool to see like this brand just sort of explode. Like they, I've, they carry them now at Oak Hall and like the store at Blackberry farm. And you can see them, um, a few different places, but still, I think kind of under the radar, but a beautiful, beautiful bag for a really nice price point. Um, so I, I love, I love Jay Lowry. Um, I, that out. I know mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of like the designer bags are kind of, I don't know, on the way out, not as cool. Maybe it's just me personally. Yeah. I will say what I've noticed just like from working with clients is where people get that little, oh, that little like dopamine hit and that little like feeling of excitement and that little like, ooh, this is special people are different. Some people are handbag people yeah. and people do not get any kicks from buying a designer handbag. Like it's so, it's so interesting. Like they could go designer on all these different categories, but then like a bag, they're just like, eh, could take it or leave it. But then mm-hmm. there's some people and they'll even tell you like, Oh, when I had my first, you know, job and I got this first promotion, like the, I, I bought like my first designer handbag and like to buy, you know, they may like, you know, maybe go a little bit leaner on some other categories of their closet, but like they'll save up for like a really special handbag. And that, you know, that feels really special, that excitement. So I think, I think people are just different. Like some people really get from, from handbags and and some people are like, you know, I just put myself, put my credit cards in the back of my little (laughs) car. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even need a bag. That's more like me. I'm like, I would rather not even have one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. Last one, jewelry, hats, other accessories. Do you have favorite brands for anything like that? Oh, totally. Well, I'm a big fan of, um, uh, this local company yearly. I don't know if you've seen like the gold bangles. I haven't. That's so cute. She's, um, she's a local gal and, um, she started the, the concept of this, of this company, I guess, uh, I think it was her grandpa used to give her grandma like for every milestone, every like grand kid they had, every wedding anniversary would give her a gold bangle. Um, so like, so she sort of built this jewelry company based on that. So that's why it's called yearly co, you know, it's supposed to kind of be for like these milestones. And so cute. Um, she also, a lot of people don't know this, but she does beautiful custom work. Um, like, so if you have any like heirloom pieces or maybe a piece of jewelry that someone gifted to you, but like you're really not wearing or maybe yeah. it's, standard, or it's not your style, you can bring, um, you know, stones or pieces, you know, different pieces of jewelry to them and they can make something custom for you. Like so cool. So like, I'm actually wearing this little, um, this was like a, an earring. This was a pair of earrings that my dad got my mom. It was like a gold or something. And she was like, I'm never going to wear this. So I was like, I think we could do something cool with that. So I yearly, and we like found a chain that we like that I liked and like, you know, what length I would like to use it for stacking. And so they turned like my mom's earrings that she wasn't using into like this really cool necklace for me. Um, and I've seen people do some really cool stuff with like, you know, different, um, you know, you know, maybe she, they have like an old bracelet or watch from their grandma or something. They're able to like turn it into like this cool bangle. I don't know. They just, they do really, really amazing work. Um, and they're local. I love all these little tips. I have to check that out. Um, I have a lot of old jewelry from Iran. Most of yeah. it 
I like as is. I just never wear it. But there uh-huh. are some pieces that I'm like, one day I should alter it and make it more wearable. Yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. totally. And they have great ideas with that kind of stuff too. Like there's, I've seen them turn things into, you know, what was once a necklace is now like a bracelet, you know, stuff that like you just yeah. might not of is possible. Totally. Oh, I love that. I feel like I always say this with guests, but it's like so true with you. I could literally just keep talking. Like I could talk this forever, but I took up so much of your time. So we have to stop. So can you tell everyone where can they find you um, online, social, all the things? Oh, yes. So carsonlove.com is the website. And let's see, my Instagram is Carson M love um hello at carsonlove.com is a great email to reach out to um and yeah and yeah we should you only work local or um do you like if someone is not local could they still work with you how does that work yeah yeah so i'm actually traveling a lot this year i have clients um all over i go to texas florida i'm actually going to new york for work for the first time next mm-hmm. month going to Washington in March for the first time. Um, so I do, I do travel all over and I also work virtually. So yeah, it doesn't have to be local for sure. That's so cool. Oh, your job seems so fun. If you ever need an assistant for the day, call me. I want to come. Listen, I need all the help I can get. (laughs) It would be so cool to see the behind the scenes. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. See your store. I've never been. Yeah. You'll have to come to Lemon. I know it's so fun. Now I follow you. We've talked on Instagram. Now we've talked on here. I've never met you in real life. <laughs> we'll have to, like, just meet up one day and like grab coffee or something. Yes, please. I would love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is great. So fun.